Today, we've got the Credit Ninja who has helped hundreds of e-commerce sellers, celebrities, and other professionals have the best credit that they can. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Did you know that just because you have a keyword in your listing, that does not mean that you are automatically guaranteed to be searchable, or as we say, indexed for that keyword. Well, how can you know what you are indexed for and not? You can actually use Helium 10's index checker to check any keywords you want. For more information, go to h10.me forward slash index checker. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I'm your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And we've got somebody very relevant to the e-commerce world here, first time on the show. Leanne, how's it going? It's going great. Yeah, so nice to meet you at the uh, sellers event. Yes, SoundScale is, I think, where we first met. Uh, Melissa introduced us. And uh, told me just a little bit about what you do, but um, I want to get your your whole backstory. You know, I haven't asked this before, so like you know, this is your first time on the show, so let's let's get to know you. I just found out a few days ago you actually live in Vegas, right? That's right. Yeah. Is, is that where you were born and raised? Or, no, or? I was born in Vietnam. I'm an okay. immigrant. Uh, moved to California. So the fall of Saigon, which is the biggest war of all, the Vietnam War, uh, we emigrated to the U.S. in Irvine. And from there, we uh, we lived there. And then I went to school there. I was actually pre-med in school and then decided not to go that path. And then- Where, 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 where like, was this? Was this also in Irvine? UC Irvine? Yeah, or? UC Irvine. Yeah. How did you so know? So that's an anteater? Or yeah. Is that- is, isn't your headquarter in Irvine? Yeah, our headquarters is in Irvine. I, that's I, awesome. I work from home you know, now, though, but so I don't have to drive all the- you know, From San Diego, I don't have to drive all the way up to- to Irvine anymore, but very familiar with that local college. I I do right. sumo tur- or like I use I referee sumo tournaments. They rent sumo. out the the what do you call it the oh, no that's Long Beach the pyramid no that's see I'm getting get that confused that's the pyramid is at Long Beach and Irvine I'm not sure what you guys got for uh for sports center but anyways I'm very familiar with the, with the college you said you went yeah. pre med but then yeah. what happened yeah so I decided not to go that path because it's such a tedious career you know open I was cutting up cadavers, you know, those dead people. And I couldn't talk to them. And I got so frustrated because I'm such a social person. I decided to. <laughs> you could talk to them, but they just won't talk back to you. And that's, true, that's true. And, and I can't help them anymore because they're kind of dead. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I decided uh-huh. I decided to pack up my bags and travel the world. And what I found was money ruled the world. Learning about how powerful money and access to capital is really intrigued me. Mm-hmm. So that journey of, you know, self-finding and searching brought me back to the United States and I decided to get into the finance world and that led me into the technology side of finance. So my background is actually technology after I decided not to go into med. And that technology company is a data technology company. You like that word data, right? Data technology company uh, located in Fountain Valley, which is not too far from- That's where I was. I was born in Fountain Valley Hospital. Believe no way! Not. I know yep. where that's at. Right next to Miles Square Park, right? Well, I I, I don't remember because yeah. I was a little bit young at the time, but I, I, yeah, I yeah. assume so. <laughs> oh my god! So we're like neighbors growing up. Um, mm-hmm. and so it, it's a credit technology company that it was during the dot com nineteen ninety eight 
And during the dot-com crash of 2000, that led me out to Las Vegas, where I started another tech company that handles money mm-hmm. transfers, so debit and credit transactions. So I'm in the technology finance space. Okay. That's how I ended up in Vegas. Uh, interesting, interesting. Okay, now, do you, have you ever sold on Amazon yourself? I have not. I have been buying on Amazon, but a lot oh, of I think my we all clients, buy on Amazon. Yeah, <laughs> we all buy on Amazon, but a lot of my clients are e-commerce sellers. That's what I was, was going to ask. Like, yeah. how did you meet? Like Melissa, you know, who's yeah. been on this podcast before, she's the one who introduced us. Yeah. How did uh, How did you meet her then? This is a very interesting story. So I'm a I'm the co-founder of Penthouse Mastermind. Penthouse Mastermind is a mastermind event for all young entrepreneurs. So whether they're an e-com, a YouTuber a uh, Forex trading or a business entrepreneur, we used to do these events in Las Vegas, Arizona, Beverly Hills, Miami. It's all over the place. And Melissa was one of the speakers at my event, but I happened to not be at those ones that she spoke at. But when we finally were speaking at the same event in Arizona, we spoke on different days. So I didn't meet her. I just heard about her. And then we communicated via Instagram. This is what great Thing about social media and I told her you we were supposed to meet but I spoke and I left and you came the next day at my event so we just bonded in that way and then finding out that she's an, an Amazon uh, product mm-hmm. developer I'm like that's really like our audience right there so we kept asking her back for more speaking engagements but when I met her I met her at 10x 10x growth con which is I don't know if you know Grant Cardone Yes, yes. So I, mean, I don't know big, him personally, but I know who that is. Yeah, yeah, so if you look right here, I'm on an app called Clubhouse, and I'm yep. standing right next to Grant. So we're speakers on that app. So I'm a big influencer on an app right there. So we're actually speaking on stage right now. And so I met Melissa in, in Miami at the 10X event, and we just we just bonded. We just okay. spent time together. And from there, she spoke at my other events in Park City, Utah. And anytime there's a big event like Build Your Empire, or any of the influence, Dan Fleshman's deal, we always spoke at those events. So we're keynote speakers at these e-commerce entrepreneurial events. That's how we bonded. Okay. And then your specialty, because I, I take it, yeah. I think it was like your Instagram handle, everything is, they call you the, the, the credit Ninja, ninja is it or yeah the credit ninja credit yeah. ninja all right so yeah. let, 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 let's talk a little bit about that because sometimes you know i think everybody understands you know what credit is why it's important in in, yeah. in the real world but then now you know like hey I, I need good credit to to buy a car to buy a house this and that but now as people transfer from like you know working for the man kind of jobs at, yeah. and, and then now being their own boss and and running their own e-commerce business then the need for for credit is a little bit different. So so first of all, is it as important, more important, or what? Like somebody who's becoming their own boss, yes. what kind of credit score? Because I bet you there's people out there like, oh, who cares about credit anymore? Because now I'm yeah. I'm just employed myself. Yeah, it's more important. Okay, when you work for somebody else, you still need credit because if you're trying to buy a house or a car, which you need to get to work, right? You need yep. to have a roof over your head. You still have to have that personal credit. Now when you're Building a business is even more important because it's all about access. Access is my favorite word in the world because it's access to, number one, the knowledge, right? Access to capital. And I'm going to make a statement that's going to really hit a lot of your viewers. Dreams cost money. 
Dreams cost money. When people think about, I have an idea to sell this stuff. I have an idea to build this. I have a so-so idea. They don't have the money behind it. So it becomes what's called a pipe dream. Mm -hmm. So having credit is one of the core components that everyone on this podcast right now, we have one thing that is a lottery ticket. Do you know what that is? It's your social security number. Everyone Mm -hmm. that is in the U.S. and in Canada has some type of a social security number. And that's the number that describes your behavior on how you use money. How do you use credit? And that number can either approve you or deny you for access to capital. That's as simple as that, if I could say how important it is. So when you're trying to build a business, you got to have that foundation to start building it correctly and being really laser focused. Otherwise, you can't start a business. You can't scale a business. You can't sell your business because we all look for exits, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now so. I have a question. Then this yeah. is just something that I, it might be a dumb question, but yeah. But uh, I'm sure if if I've never thought of a it, dumb uh, question. Other, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I think most of us understand that, like, hey, we we got credit scores, right? And it's yeah. tied to our social security number, like you said. Mm-hmm. And you know, the higher the number, the the more people will be willing to you know give you a credit card or you know low interest car, or whatever. Right. But and actually, I've applied for. Loans, for example, that Amazon gives or or lenders give for my businesses, and with Amazon, it's registered as a business. You know, like a, I, I think I have a corporation or something. I didn't handle the details, but yeah. I know I've had to give my social security number. But also registered it for my corporation is like my EIN number. Now, right. I'm assuming a company can be based on credit similar, where it's based on like the EIN number, yes. or it's always based on the, the principal owner's social security credit history? So it's both. Okay, so when you start out a business, you're building up your EIN, but EIN doesn't have anything yet. So the banks are going to rely on your social security number yep, first. Yep. So after you establish some relationship with that Bank of America or Chase or whatnot, then mm-hmm. they start what's called EIN only, which is no personal guarantee. When it's personal guarantee, it's going to tie to your social. But when you start a business relationship or corporate credit, they want to just see what you're all about. If they can trust you as an individual, after a period of time, they start to go, oh, we know who Bradley is. He's good to go. We're just going to put that truck or that box truck or those supply or that line solely on it's like training wheels. So your mm-hmm. training wheels are like your social security number. After a period of time, they kick that training wheel out and you're just riding your bike without the training wheel. That's your EIN or your Dun & Bradstreet or it could be your Experian and your Equifax business scores. And that's where okay. you want to go eventually because you can scale bigger. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. I'm starting my own business. Yeah. Started the business on Amazon. I've got my corporation set up. I'm my own boss now. Yeah. What are some strategies on how I can build, keep or continue to build my personal credit and then start to build my business credit? That's a great question. So with your personal end, what you want to do is awareness. You want to be able to track your credit. So the first thing is to get into a subscription credit reporting agency. So Experian.com, it's a paid service. Remember, you're running a business. You need to invest in the most important thing is 
your file, your data, right? Your data on credit. So Experian.com, you can get all three reports. It's like $30 a month, but it's worth it. Remember, it's a, a write-off for your business because it is for your business. Or you can go to Identity IQ and get a link. I have links there. If you guys want to hit me up, that's fine. Um, that way you can track all three credit reports. That's the first step because you want to see what's on there. Is mm-hmm. your address is correct? Is your employment correct? You want to clean it all up. There's one address. There's one name. Don't have like 10 million names. The more names you have now, when they pull that, they're going to go, why is this person doing aliases? You know, it's uh-huh. bad. Yeah, are they yeah. trying to be Jason Bourne one day and, you know, like Frank Abagnale the next day? So you got to make sure it's one name. Okay. One yeah. address. You don't have to have your phone number. The less information they have on there, the less mess up they could be. Okay. Now you want to look at all your account. Are there any collections on there? Are there any charge-offs, any late payment? You want to make sure what does it look like now as I'm starting the business. Then from there, you start getting the right credit card. There's You got to hit the right bank. So hit up Chase first. Make sure you get all your Chase relationships out of the way because they are the most difficult ones. So make sure you sequence these cards right. Then you build good history. You got to make sure that you pay on time. Why is this important when your score is optimized? you can now start getting what's called business credit cards. So the bank that you're at, say you're at Chase or Bank of America, they you can get business credit cards with those banks. But because your credit score is optimized here, you can start getting business credit cards. But here's the beauty part, beauty of this, is that once this line comes like 20000 and you start using some of these lines for your Amazon or Walmart automation business, whatever it is, it doesn't report on your personal. So you can always maintain that optimal 740 plus score because now it's reporting on your business side. That Mm. debt doesn't show up. So even though you're buying supplies or equipment or advertising and all that, it's on this end. So this was always preserved. You always look optimal. And why I say that is I just pulled my credit last week. What does that say? 850. Okay. I've never seen that number on mine. I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay, so this got pulled from my credit union, which is a FICO score. I always look for the FICO score. It's a perfect credit score. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing this for 31 years, from the data side to the Since you were six years line. old. It's a long time. Uh, I started when I was two years old. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but understanding how the data works and how they report, you're going to get a leg up above everybody else. So that's my little okay. tip is starting from the credit, personal credit to the business credit. All right. Now I think people understand like the most common things that would negatively screw one over when, when they're talking about their credit, like, yeah. you know, um, defaulting, just not paying, paying late, things like that. But just yeah. what are some other things that, um, you know, especially e-commerce sellers use, you know, I'm sure you, you talk to, you know, hundreds of, of, of them. What are yeah. some of the most common things that, that you're like, you know, make you face palm. Like, I can't believe you did that. Or like yeah. the most common things that you're trying to help people uh, to, to to turn around and, and not, not do anymore. Number one problem is missed payments. Because mm. e-commerce, entrepreneurs, YouTuber are too, I'm going to do air quotes, too busy. Because they're flying around the world. They're traveling. They're, they're digital nomads. And they, for some reason, forgot to make that one little payment. 
and then it goes into 30 days and 60 days, this is going to drop their score down anywhere from 150 to 200 points. That's going to make them wow. unfundable. So having things on automatic pay is going to be a tip that I, I'll give at the very end. But missed payment is a big deal. Second thing is they've maxed out their card without realizing that they almost hit the limit. That's going to drop their score down. Um, and I'll give you a tip at the very end when we round up our conversation. Mm-hmm. And also, um, you know, really not paying attention to offers. If they have a zero interest offer and they forget that it ends like in a month and then they forgot about it, then they start getting charged on the interest and they're like, oh, I didn't even pay attention. Of course, we'll round that up on the tips at the very end. The last thing is um, really having a reserve because, you know, when you're an Amazon seller, a Walmart seller, an eBay sale, a Facebook market, I can go on and on because I've touched all these different clients. They don't have reserves. They don't have reserves because for some reason, something unexpected happens. For example, their payment processor, maybe Stripe or whatever it is, PayPal, they shut them down for something where somebody did a refund or they did a chargeback. Then now all that $100,000 is held in that fund and they can't pay their credit card because it's due already because they bought such so many products and so many Facebook ads. Now they're in default. So those are the most common problems that I've seen because these are the client problems that I see in the e-commerce space. Does that answer it? Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. So those are the bad things. Yeah. L- l- let's not make it all doom and gloom. Yeah. 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 G- give I me guess. a success story. Something good that you know, like, hey, you, you again, you you haven't see yourself sold on Amazon, but but you know tons of Amazon or e-commerce people. But but how is yeah? Uh, what's an example of somebody who did the right things? You know, the opposite of what you just said. Mm-hmm. And, and thus, you know, had some pretty good results based on that. Yeah. So there's so many success stories that actually over, you know, it, it's better than all the negative stuff. So it, it actually, a lot of people who start e-commerce, they, if they do it right, they get the right credit cards, they get the right um, scores, they get the right business credit card, then they're building out their corporate. So one of the, I'm going to give you one of the success stories is that they were able to scale their business. They were able to get Facebook ads because they have so many different credit cards and different relationships. And a lot of them are zero interest. So if they were starting it right and they have a year worth of zero interest card and they only have to pay the minimum, time is on their side. They now have the opportunity to scale quickly in a period of a year instead of waiting for four to five years and with different relationships with different banks, now they can be their own bank and say, well, I need Facebook ads. I'm going to grab it from this bank. I, I need to buy supplies. I, I can go to and get Chase ba- uh, Inc. And that's going to be five times points and then on and on. And then they're able to hire VAs. They're able to get software like Helium 10. Or they, they're able to get ConvertKit that has, you know, the way to manage their emails. Or they can bring in uh, people to do their graphics for uh, their supplies. I mean, like this, you know, they can buy thank you cards, okay, mm-hmm. coupon cards, um, graphics for their bottle. These are my products that Melissa is going to be helping me put on Amazon. So it's not like I haven't had anything on Amazon. Okay. It's a matter of yet, okay? So... Those kind of things are all funded by a credit card, business credit cards. And then you have purchase protection. So if anything goes wrong, you can call your bank and say, I'm not happy with that product I bought, that that inventory. I'd like to be able to 
deal with it and have that credited and if you can contact them. So you have all these insurances and all these points that come out of it. And instead of using money to travel, because a lot of these, uh, they, they would have to go to China. Well, mm-hmm. they could use the points to pay for their trip to go back to China and book a hotel. And it's all because they use credit cards instead of cash, a wire, or debit card because the side benefit outweighs just using a credit, a debit yeah, card yeah, or cash. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, we've had five-figure owners go up to eight-figure or nine-figure because they have access to capital because they can scale at such a faster rate. And then they have cash flow through all these different credit cards, these lines of credit and so forth. So all in all, growth is there, access is there, and then being able to pull the trigger if they need a software or if they need a solution, they're not held back by making that decision. I think that would be my success story for these okay. sellers. All right, cool. Yeah. Now I'm I'm just getting started and I'm I'm trying to like like, you know, there there's credit cards I know, but there there's lines of credit. Like yeah. what are all the different types of credit? Because you know that C word is not just, you know, some people just think it's credit cards. Yeah. Some people just think it's it's getting a loan from the bank. But but what are what are all the different kinds of credit that people should be taking advantage of when they're starting their own businesses? So first, we have the uh, revolving credit, which is your credit cards. You get a line of, you get a credit card by applying. You put in your information, you put in how much you make, and also your your credit score will be computed. So you get a, a credit card, and I, I could just show you visually, but it could be you know any of these credit cards, right? I have a whole book. Mm-hmm. This There's a hundred cards in here. Okay. I owe nothing. A hundred? Good grief. So I owe, <laughs> so yeah, I collect cards for a living. Okay. So, but I owe zero on them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when you get these credit card, each one of them will have an offer. It, you might have to spend 3000 and you'll get X amount of points. Right. So mm-hmm. those credit cards you could use, especially in the business credit cards, you can use it for all your businesses. Then when you build a relationship with these banks, they offer you what's called a line of credit for your business. So it might be a purpose loan. So you might they might offer you twenty thousand dollars to put in your business to buy inventory or to hire staff or so forth. And those come with there's a fixed amount that you pay every month. So if you get a $35,000 loan, you may have to pay um, $800 or $900 a month. And you have to ask them, if I prepay early, is there any penalty? Because you need to ask those questions. What if you uh, opened your Walmart store and you did a killer month or two months and you, you're able to pay this down? Well, you should have the option so you don't have to pay um, these fees and early termination or whatever it is, early prepayment. So that's another line. And another thing is these banks also give you equipment loans or American Express, what's called vendor accounts. So when you have a good relationship with American Express, they give you all these different products and services. The key thing is calling them every month and finding out as a business relationship with you, I already used my credit cards. You gave me a line of credit. Do you have any vendor accounts there that I could use to buy all of my supplies or products that I want to test? And they would say, well, fill out this form. And if they're an approved vendor, you get $50,000 that you could just bill directly and we'll pay them directly. And you could just pay us. And so there's so many different products out there. You just have to build that relationship with the bank to find out what unique product it is. So it's all relationship based, you know, that's my little tip for everyone. Okay. Is that answered? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now let's say, you know, 
It is what it is. A lot of us maybe haven't had the best of credit. Yeah. And we want to turn that around. You know, our, our credit, our personal credit we're talking about, like, like yeah. our, um, and so, you know, some of these things we, we know we can't get 30 credit cards because we get denied all the yeah. time because we got something like, I, I got something on mine. Like I unfortunately, you know, got in with the wrong, you know, crowd of people and then everything for the company got on some of my credit cards and I was the only the one on the hook and had to, yeah. had to default on them and everything. And so I didn't have to do bankruptcy or anything, but you know, that, that stuff has been on my record for a while. You know, other people just maybe had a couple of late payments, you know, here or there. And then, like you said, you know, their score went down 150 points or something. What are some ways that somebody can, can, can start building that score back up? Well, Bradley, just understand that you're not the only one. A lot of people are going through that, whether it's, you know, because of their business, the health, maybe their job got, you know, eliminated. So it starts, it's never too late to start. So again, finding out what your credit score is, is the first step. And if for those people that say, well, I can't afford the uh, $30 a month right now, because I just barely am making, it's okay. Go to Credit Karma. It's a free app. At least it doesn't give you the accurate score because it gives you a vantage score, but you can actually see how many collections are on there. You can see how many late payment. It's a free app, you know, so you can log in and find out. And then you have to come up with a game plan. Okay. First of all, contact these different collectors and find out if there's a way that you can negotiate that down. But don't call them unless you have a little bit of money. Other than that, you can start disputing it. There's different ways to dispute on these forms. You can contact the bureaus and actually dispute and let them know that, you know, you're unsure about this or you don't recognize it. Because how many people forget what they eat last week? If I ask you right now, what, do you, what did you eat last week? You'd be like, I don't remember. Well, there's so many credit cards and so many things. So the, the actually truth is that I don't recall or I don't recognize this, or this is not me. And then force the bureaus to find out if it's you or not, because then it's mm -hmm. on them to figure it out. And it's a 50 percent chance that they'll come mm -hmm. back and say, oh, we didn't find anything, and then they delete it, okay? Mm -hmm. But you have to be diligent on this, because the more that you do this, things will start to, to slowly get off. If you do nothing about this, the score will either stay the same or get worse because you let it fester, okay? So that's my little tip for someone is get a free report, just or you can go to annual credit report. You get a free report from the bureaus and push, put the, 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 the box that says, I got denied, which is kind of true. You're not lying. They will send you a report. You'll see the whole breakdown of all of them and then contact each of the bureaus. I mean, you don't have any money right now, so you might as well have the time to contact them. And the more things that falls off, now your score would get a little bit better. And then the second tip is go get a secure card. I know it's probably going to cost you a couple hundred dollars, but you're building trust with the bureau again. And $200, $300 is nothing to pay. Secure card means that I have to pay up front for yeah. it. And then I, mm -hmm. okay. So you can go to like Discover has it. Um, you can go to any of the major bank. Bank of America has it. A U.S. bank has it. Citibank has it. Go in there and say, I'd like to open a secure card so that I can build my credit again. You put two or $300. If you want to ball out and put a thousand, that's great. Cause then you have a bigger limit. The cool part is you never lose that money. That is money that is secured and they're building a trust with you. Over six months, if you have really good payment history, keep those. If you buy like a pack of gum, pay it off right away. Keep that really low. And now it triggers the algorithm. Now you're going to have stacking on their positive data and all that bad stuff, the late payment. Now it's going to be in the background. So over time, 
those late payments will not affect you as much when you stack on some good stuff. It's like putting makeup on. If I didn't have makeup on, you probably see my little freckles and all that. Well, those freckles are the late payments or the little scars or the little imperfections. It's putting makeup on your credit report by doing these secure cards and showing the system that you are actually having good payment behavior. That's that's the best okay. tip I can have. And over time, when your score gets a little bit better, you can now start applying for those cards. And even if they give you a $500 limit, it doesn't matter. Still, those will actually stack on it. Another tip is adding, well, we're going to do the tips at the end. So we're, we're going to save that. I'm going to give you some tips okay. at the end. I just want to um, give you everything. <laughs> a little bit off the wall question. Yeah. Um, Go for it. Something I did. Yeah. And okay, so like I like I said, I had some credit issues, yeah. and so like I couldn't even. I I, I still don't think I, I qualify for brand new credit cards. Like I've tried, and it, yeah, and like like I I can get caught. Like I don't have terrible terrible credit. You know, I bought cars and, yeah. and stuff like that. But but for credit cards, I would always get denied. Okay. So my dad has like excellent credit. Yes. So so like I would get him a credit card, and then I would get. My, I would put myself as an authorized user. Yes. Usually, it would ask my social security number too. Mm-hmm. Now, I know the principal, you know, beneficiary or or the negative side of it is my dad, like for that credit card because it's under his name and his social. But me as a sub user, if if they did ask my social, whatever the activity is on that card, whether it's me buying things or it's my dad, yeah. does that help me build yes. my personal credit back yes. as well? Or it's only affecting my dad's no, credit? No, it's going to help you. And here's the key part. If he has cards already in his mm-hmm. own name, that's more effective than opening a new one. Why? Because those cards would be older. So if dad had a Chase card, for example, that was mm-hmm. 15 years old and he has great history on it, he adds Brad on there as an authorized mm-hmm. user and make sure you call the bank to, to put the social on there, okay? So it's okay. solid, okay? You don't have to have the card. Tell dad, don't give me a card at all. Ooh. I don't need the freaking card. Yeah. And that history now, it's called mirroring. It's going to piggyback huh. on his card. Your, your data is going to float from him to you. Your data never goes to him because it's always one direction. It's like, it's like donating blood. If I donated blood to you and it's really good blood... I don't get the blood back. You get my mm-hmm. good blood. Do you see how it goes? I have to tell these stories so people understand. Yeah. You don't need the card and you still ah. got the benefit. It's called piggybacking on someone's credit. Make sure you are with someone like your family or someone that you trust yeah, yeah. and that dad doesn't miss any payment because if dad miss a payment because he's out uh, in Mexico or wherever partying, you will get dinged too because now that one month or two month of late goes on to you. See how it goes? Okay. That's a trick, though. See, all right, I learned something right up, there. Man. I was doing the first half. I was yeah. like, I, I know it. Yeah, you, you get it. credit, yeah. but you got oh, it. very interesting. Oh yeah. man, I wish I would have known that a couple years ago. I yeah, there's a little, on there's a little yeah. tweak to it. It's like software. I mean, someone can yeah. download a software, but if they don't know the little little nuances, yeah, then the, how are they going to know how to really optimize, right? Okay, good, good. All right, now. Um, in the in the Amazon world, yeah, especially a lot of people once once they start get they, they get going they, they qualify for for different uh, loans and things like that lines of credit because what a lot of these lending companies in the Amazon world uh, they can actually connect to like your Amazon account and they could actually see like oh yeah th- this guy's doing like you know fifty thousand dollars a month yeah. etc but whatever the case is 
they might start getting offers or or maybe I, I'm trying to seek out a line of credit or, or a loan. Yeah. And, and all right, this company, this bank gives me an offer like, all right, hey, we're going to, you know, this this percentage rate and this is the this is the uh, you know time you have to pay it off. It, it, do I do I need to accept pretty much whatever they offer? That's it. Or do, do you think there's wiggle room? And then if there is wiggle room, how do I negotiate to try and get some better rates? Yeah. So what you want to do is take down their information and then call them and tell them, I see that you're offering this and this and this. The other company is offering me a better rate. Would you match it? Or I can go to the other company. Always use one bank against another. It's the only time I make this statement. It's the only time that I encourage polygamy in the banking world. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay. You got to have a lot of bank. And the reason for that is that you can always use one bank against the other. Okay. Sister wives. Yeah. Sister wives. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Sister banks, Sister I guess bank. you could say. Yeah, I mean, interesting. it's very competitive world. And especially the statement that you made is they see what your flow is. They see how much volume you're bringing in. So you're like, you know how good my numbers are. Yeah. Do you want my business or it's okay, I can go and compete. They want your business. So they're mm -hmm. going to go, okay, well, we're, we're, we're charging 9%. We'll, we'll make it 7 Would that be good? Okay. Let me think. Okay, let me call the other bank. Or do you want me to not call the other bank? You got to be a really walking negotiator every time because it is your business. The lower you can get those rates, the more that you have cash flow. It's all about cash flow. And it all boils down to access to capital. It all boils down to you need to have time on your side because these, these payments come so fast. If you have time on your side to flip it, that's when you're able to make money. Okay. Very interesting. All right. Yeah. Let's um let, let let's do some maybe rapid fire yeah. some some sixty second tips here. So I, you know, you can give at least one I need, but but let, let's see if you can do some multiple ones and what's some quick hitting strategies that people can uh our e commerce listeners out there can, can let's do it. Okay. Apply. Number one, you want me to start? Let's go. go. Sixty second tip. First, we talked about keeping track of your three scores. Get experian.com or identity IQ. And if you have zero money and you're broke, as no joke. Go to credit karma, get that account, put it on your phone, monitor that and find out uh, what needs to be done. Number two, fix all your personal information, your name, your address, your uh, employment, your phone number, clean it up till you have one of each. Don't have a whole bunch of stuff. That would actually help clear a lot of bad data. Number three, spreadsheet. Wait, hold, hold on. Yeah. On number two, Yeah. Where, where, where do I go to do that again? I, I know you mentioned it yeah. earlier, but I, I forgot to write it down myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. You can go to Experian.com or Identity IQ and the part where it says personal information, you can dispute a lot of that stuff. Or on Credit Karma, you'll see all that information and then you'll see like their name, address, the report doesn't look right. You can contact mm -hmm. the bureaus. I, you can just Google I, phone so number. So directly from like these yeah. yeah. Experian.com yeah. and these, oh, so, I didn't know. So okay. you call them yeah. and then they're going to say, can you, uh, can you send me a, get, make sure you get your utility bill because or your bank statement that has your name and your address. You would have to send that to them and a driver license to make sure that that's your one address. You're not living in 10 different places, okay? Sure. That's going to actually bump your score anywhere from, 20 points to 50 points, just that one move. Okay. Wow. Okay. Cause it's data. Number three, spreadsheets get to love spreadsheets and everyone has access to free spreadsheet. It's called Google. You can set up a Google 
email and in there they have Excel spread Google it's called Google Sheets which is Excel. You can create Google Sheets on there and I want you to put in there the name of the card or the loan, the due date, the reporting date. That's the date that it reports to the bureau. That's really important to know that date. Uh, the limit of that credit card or that loan. The balance, how much do you owe on it? What is the monthly payment? And then the last section you want to put notes. If there was an offer of you know, I got to hit $2,000 to get 50,000 points. And the due date is going to be six months from that date. That's a drop dead date. And if you want to get those benefits of those points, you got to hit those dates. Okay. Okay. Auto payment. Make sure you pay your payments on time. Set it up. Call. You can log into your account and say every month on the due date, I want to take it out from this account. It's automatic. And make sure the first few months, make sure that it works. So that way the banks talk to your bank. If you miss a payment, you're going to drop your score. If you're on time all the time, your score will go up to the 850, okay? Mm -hmm. The last one is keep relationships with the bank. Contact them, bid one bank against the next, learn how to get notes, pick, take your notes down and talk to them. Because if you negotiate a really good rate, that's more money that you're saving to put back into your e-commerce business. 60 seconds. I'm done. I love it. You hit it. All right. This is this is awesome. Now, uh, I'm sure we've just you know yeah. scratched the surface here of, of yeah. all that can be uh, talked about. And I ask all my questions, but you know maybe there's some customers uh, uh, or some listeners out there who who have other questions. So how can they find you on the interwebs if they'd like to uh, reach out and? Yeah. So you can go to leannewin.com, which is my name. So it's L Y A N N. It's my first name. Last name is N-G-U-Y-E-N.com. Or just follow me on Instagram. It would be uh, Ninja, N-I-N-J-A, and my first name, L-Y-A-N-N. I used to have Credit Ninja, but you know how Instagram is. They're always hackers and stuff. So that's my new Instagram. But follow me there for tips and DM me the word list, L-I-S-T, on Instagram, and you'll be part of my uh, newsletter, and I'll keep you posted on all the stuff relating to um, credit, e-commerce, YouTubing, all that stuff that's tied into um, credit and finance. Well, Leanne, thank you so much for your time on this podcast. I uh, definitely want to reach out to you next year, and I'm going to give you an update on on all that you know I've implemented from from what yeah. you've uh, what you've taught, and I know people will be reaching out to you uh, as well because this is very important stuff. So appreciate your time. Thank you so much, and I will see you again, uh, maybe in California, because I'm in San Diego a lot. All right, let me know, and we'll we'll get some coffee or something. All right, thank you. All right, we'll see you.